I truly believe though that um, if it was going to happen to a group of people, this is odd, but I think they were the right group of people, at least at Iola, for it to happen to. From the Iola Register, I'm Tim Stauffer. And I'm Richard Lucan. And this is Registered. Today, we speak with Regina Christensen, speech and drama instructor at Iola High School, about how she and her students have dealt with the abrupt end to their school year, and for her seniors, their entire high school careers. My name is Regina Christensen, and I teach speech and drama at Iola High School. Then I direct the fall play, and I'm the head forensics coach, and I help out with the spring musical. I am a co-coordinator for Leap Crew, our freshman transition program. Um, trying to think about what else I do at Iola High School, but uh, this is my ninth year. Go ahead. That's already a lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is my ninth year teaching. I've only ever taught at Iola High School. Actually, I student taught there with Jennifer Jones 10 years ago, and then I taught English for one year, and then Jennifer Jones left uh, because she was going to be having another child. And I was blessed to be hired for her position. And um, something that I really love about Iola High School is um, I feel like the teachers are a family or they're a pretty united unit. Uh, and through talking with other teachers, through forensics or whatever, friends, I'm not sure if that's always the case at other high schools. And that's something that I've always appreciated as I, I feel like overall, the teachers at Iola High School are a really great unit. And then, of course, I really appreciate the students of Iola High School. I think Iola raises a unique breed of child. I don't know how else to word that, but I think our students have like an extra appreciation of the fine arts. That is probably um, partly attributed to the bolus, but I feel like our kids are exposed to more things. Uh, and they appreciate the fine arts uh, more. Maybe, I don't know, maybe other kids feel it as well, and I just don't know about it. But I definitely feel like I, the students I get at Iola High School have a great appreciation of the fine arts. Where are you from originally? Oh, I'm from Colby, Kansas. So it's like the opposite side, north, northwest Kansas. And then I came here, I moved here um, because my husband is from Woodson County. He went to Yates Center High School and he's actually originally from Neosha Falls, Kansas. So that's how I ended up in Southeast Kansas. Uh, yeah, my family's from uh, Goodland. Yeah, yes. I think uh, we've talked family. about that before. Yeah. Uh, if you don't mind, I'm just going to ask, where were you when you heard about the schools closing? I'm just curious. It kind of caught everybody off guard when everybody thought, well, they'll push back spring break a week. And then all of a sudden, word comes down from the governor. It's like, no, we're closing for the rest of the year. Um, well, kind of interesting story, maybe. I was in Chicago prior to the Tuesday. She closed um, the Wednesday and Thursday uh, for link crew training, actually. And we came back on Friday. We rented a car and came back because all of the states of emergencies came out. And so I had kind of already went through... Um, probably like extra emotions with um, clothes, clothes, you know, school closing, not, I didn't know school was going to close yet, but 
universities closing and I was, everything's in a state of emergency and I was states away from my children and went through a whole bunch of emotions um, with that. So we made the decision to leave the conference early and come back. And then we had the, I kind of had the weekend to recoup and I thought, oh, it's, it's going to be fine. It'll, you know, we'll get an extra week of spring break or it'll be two weeks of online learning or something. And then um, I somehow someone on Facebook said Chanute was going to be out of school for the rest of the school year. And I was kind of in shock about that. And I thought their superintendent just closed. Well, then I got on and I started listening to the press conference and I was just, I was standing in my kitchen and I sat down in a chair and honestly, I caused uh, called my husband who works at KDHE and he's like, oh yeah, like we're just finding out too, you know, we're watching the same press conference you're watching. And I just cried for a long time. I just, just cried. Um, and I'm very glad actually it happened while we were on spring break to give that window of time to kind of process it. And then since um, the KDSE gave us a then another week to develop the plan. So I was very thankful that we kind of had that timeline and that maybe she went ahead and announced it on that Tuesday and not like the Friday. Uh, so that at least individually I had time to kind of process through a whole bunch of emotions that you go through with that life-changing news. It's been, what, less than a month since this is all news came down that the schools were closing. Uh, I, can you kind of compare what your thoughts were, kind of thinking what, what's ahead versus reality, what it's like so far now, or how has it been about what you think it would occur? Yes and no. Um, I went through lots of different scenarios in my head. I, you know, when you're a teacher, you try to like plan for anything. And so I kind of went through some thinking of like, okay, if we can't use the internet at all whatsoever, what am I going to do? Okay. If we can use the internet, what are we, you know, what am I going to do? What, what are the recommendations going to be? What, and you're trying to figure out you know, you're trying to get ahead of the curve in your planning um, before any of these recommendations came out. And so I finally just had to stop. I just had to be like, nope, stop trying to make a game plan in your head when you don't know what the picture is going to be or the plan is. And so I, I just made myself probably that like Thursday and Friday after they closed schools. Um, stop thinking about it and wait until Monday when we received all of the information from our administrators about like what things were going to look like. What have you been hearing from your kids? Um, I think it's going okay. Um, I think at least for high school students, they're really struggling with structure and that like self-motivation because they, they have to, you know, do it without someone encouraging them every day. And maybe their parents are, and I'm sure many parents are, but you know, there's a big difference between showing up to a building every day and going to a class and thinking I'm going to be in here for 50 minutes and I'm going to do this thing. And then I'm going to move on to then all of a sudden having 100% online learning. Um, and so I think they're really struggling with that 
discipline and making themselves do it. I'm sure there's a lot of parents pulling their hair out <laughs> over teenagers right now because I, I, I think they're struggling with that. But it's a huge shift for them too to go, you know, to be in the classroom every day for eight hours or whatever it is. And then all of a sudden, okay, the state is recommending that I spend three hours a day doing homework or working on these assignments, but there's no set structure and there's no, there's not a plan necessarily given to them. It's just, hey, get this done, Uh, which I'm sure some are thriving on, but I do think it's a big change for them and it's, it's, it can be hard for them to handle. I've read numerous reports just about the widening of the digital divide here that all of a sudden, you know, everything's online and there are some kids who don't have reliable internet or, you know, can't find the type of space where you can just go sit into a, you know, in a nice quiet room for three hours. What are you worried about with your kids? I mean, this lack of structure is, yeah, we train kids to be in school and to go from building to building for 12 years. <laughs> and then all of a right, sudden, right. right when we're about ready to say, okay, you've made it, we cut a lot of support systems out from under them. Yes. We're trying our best to still have those support systems there. Um, many students have the internet, but are now um, per just, they think it's easier or it just works better for them are now getting packets. So they're getting paper packets. Um, and I think that's easier for them to maybe sit down and handle. How are they getting those? Uh, deliveries. The really? high school, there's some, Warriors, our secretaries at the high school are hand delivering them. Oh, this last Monday, um, the packets went out. The grade schools mailed them. Like I have a kindergartner and I received a packet in the mail last Friday. And that was his packet for the next two weeks. Um, but at the high school, I, I think the number on Monday was 60 students from Iola High School are receiving paper packets for various reasons. It could be they just prefer it. Um, their parents prefer it, or possibly um, they don't have internet access, or it's not reliable. Because you also have kids who, well, I'm at, when I'm at, you know, this house, I have internet, but when I'm at this house, this other house, I don't, you know, in just different home life situations. Um, so sometimes they can do it online and sometimes they can't. And so I think the high school is working really hard to, if we know there's a problem, if there's something that we can do to fix it, the high school's trying to fix it and trying to make it as easy as they can for everyone if we're aware of, you know, a situation that's happening. I think a big part of what I sense of your joy of teaching is that relationship with students. It's hard to replicate that through a screen. How are you yes. coping with that? And, um, I, you know, I, could you keep doing this forever? <laughs> could you go to be an online <laughs> teacher? You know, I thought about it week one. I thought, you know, maybe I could do this because people do that. You know, I know, I know a few people who teach online and um, now that we're in week. So I, my answer week one was maybe my answer now week three is no, <laughs> um, <laughs> because I really do miss um, my kids. And um, here's the funny thing too about high school is, you know, their parents make them go. <laughs> But um, I'm not requiring like Zoom meetings for attendance because I feel like that puts um, an undue stress or hardship on them if they have to be online at Wednesday at one o'clock or whatever. 
Um, and so you don't see them all. And so maybe you're getting assignments from them or you're interacting with them through email or whatever. But yeah, it's definitely not the same. Um, I have been doing though for my for my theater and forensic students. Last week we started it. Um, we have a, I'm calling it a weekly family meeting and um, we play games. So I figured out like you can play Kahoot on a Zoom. I don't know if you know what Kahoot is, but it's like kind of like trivia competition. And then we played um, basically charades. It's not actually charades, but a charade-like game on Zoom. And they were on Teams. And, you know, and it was kind of like, you know, having a little fun theater forensics kid get together. But, you know, they can't all come. And that's really hard because some kids are working. Like I have kids now who are working at a fast food restaurant 11 to close on a Tuesday or whatever. So their lives are really changing. And then they can't get on at one o'clock on Wednesday to have that Zoom family meeting. Uh, So yeah, so I I definitely struggle with the um, lack of relationship of seeing them day to day and checking in with them and you know and you can tell a lot by just seeing a kid when a student walks into your room you can usually tell if they're having a good or bad day and you can't necessarily see that on a zoom and you for sure can't see that on a zoom if they don't get on and then you're kind of left to wonder you know oh that one kid who hasn't turned in anything yet and I haven't gotten an email from them and I haven't seen them on a zoom and you know I need to check in with that kid and then you just worry you just worry a lot about your students well and I, I know you're a parent also so how yes. are you kind of adapting to that being you know parenting your child and, and teaching students and <laughs> teaching your kids what's a day in your life look like now <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so every morning I, I force myself to get up <laughs> and try to be normal. And then uh, there's, they sleep in a little bit, so I have some me-only time. <laughs> um, and then I try to check emails and send emails out at the beginning of the day at 8 o'clock or so. And then um, for my 6-year-old who's in kindergarten, we start school And we just do little chunks of time of, you know, we have to work on this for 20 minutes and then you can go play whatever game you want to play for 10 minutes or whatever. But between, you know, breakfast and doing that, it's usually about 11 o'clock before he's done with school for my six-year-old. And then I also have a three-year-old. So I'm trying to enrich her education. Um, You know, she's not doing worksheets but I'm trying to give her activities, you know, that she'll learn from. And then, you know, lunch happens. And that's when I kind of, I'll be honest, like I put them in front of a screen to sit down and really do some work like grade or interact with students like texting or emailing or whatever. And, uh, and then in the after, then I kind of will, maybe we might go outside for a little while. And there's been multiple times where, I'm sitting on like a lawn chair with my computer and they're like playing in the sandbox or they're, you know, picking dandelions or whatever. They're playing in the yard and I'm out there with them, but I am like grading or sending emails or lesson planning or whatever to 
to keep them happy, but still be able to work. <laughs> so yeah, so it's a, it's, it's a lot to manage. And, and let's talk about the senior class, because as you know, I'm a parent of a senior myself. And yes. it's, it's really hurts. And I know um, Kara showed me a video that you made for the seniors and, and, and it was really emotional. And so I'm just kind of wondering how you're dealing with that and working with the seniors specifically. You know, I, but I kind of want, I kind of am hoping to be able to stop crying about it soon, <laughs> but it's definitely hard. Um, it's just a really great group of seniors who are graduating this year. And every, I could say that every year, <laughs> you know, but um, just personally, I had a big group of seniors who are doing theater or forensics are somehow involved in the activity that I do. And just, you know, knowing that they're missing out on a lot of things, it's, it's hard. But lots of seniors are missing out on a lot of things. Um, but I know that they're going to be okay. I know that in the grand scheme of things, you know, baseball season or state forensics or, you know, a spring musical isn't the end of the world. But when you're 18 and you're leaving soon, it can seem like the end of the world. And so my heart really goes out to them. And I, 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 I truly believe, though, that um, if it was going to happen to a group of people, this is odd, but I think they were the right group of people, at least at Iola, for it to happen to, that, that they're resilient and they're they're go-getters they make things happen um there's there's just so many strong leaders in that class so many great leaders in that class that are there's they're all going to go out and they're all going to do really great things in their own way and i think that this will be a great stepping stone for them it's going to help them show empathy later in life it's going to help them develop you know their character it's going to make them stronger people and so while I know it's really hard for them right now and it's hard to miss out on those really big moments and I hope they get a couple they get to have a couple big moments um to kind of give them closure but I just I know that that group of students um can use this in a positive way it may not be right now and it might take some time for them to process that but I do believe that they can um that good can come from this because of them how do you think you guys are changing as a group of teachers um, some you know you're talking there about how the students will grow but I think April it's that weird gap between spring break and the end of the year where you know it's kind of like an eternity of six weeks when You're right. kids yeah. are there. Um, so how do you, you know, and that's the point where a lot of teachers are just done. You know, they're checked out, yeah. the kids are checked out. You know, is this affecting teachers in any way? You know, are you seeing people kind of be like, you know what, I'm gonna use this experience to grow in a certain direction or, or change my yeah. teaching strategy? I really think so, you know, um, I think it helps you develop a sense of appreciation 
when you always have something and, you know, April always comes every year and you're right, especially high school teachers. I'm sure grade school teachers groan about it too. April's a tough, tough month in education. You know, track kids are gone two days a week. Baseball kids are gone three days a week. Sometimes, you know, it's just, you never get to accomplish anything fully. You it's, it's a tough time to be teaching. Kids are distracted. They're ready for summer. But I'll tell you what, next April, I'm going to appreciate everything about the month of April. So you spend, you spend nine years and you, you know, or however long someone's been teaching and, you know, it's just like, oh man, April's rough. April's tough. And I really think next year people are going to, are going to be like, I'm so excited, you know, baseball's leaving and they're going to go play a game or, you know, I'm so, I'm so excited for these events that. I mean, that we normally appreciate, but you groan about it a little bit too, or just, and so many things are jam-packed in April and May. You're just so busy. I always say, I'm just sprinting a marathon, get to this forensics meet, sprint to the next forensics meet, sprint to finishing classes and final speeches, sprint to state forensics, sprint to little Oscars. I miss the musical in there. I mean, there's there's so many things going on that you're just sprinting to the next thing that you don't, you forget to appreciate them. And I think for me personally, next year, I'm going to be soaking it up, the appreciation for being so busy. Well, thank you so much for, for caring so deeply about the kids and, and best of luck. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Registered is produced by the Iola Register. For more episodes, subscribe to Registered wherever you get your podcast. Just search Registered or find us online at iolaregister.com registered. To support our work, please consider subscribing to the Register. You can find out more at iolaregister.com slash subscribe. And thank you.